America is back. Highest inflation rate in the U.S. is a pop. Southern border is collapsing. The of COVID infections. We amplify our power. We summon a new strength. This is a recruitment Should ad. Should we be embarrassed? Diplomacy <laughs> is back. Now the Taliban are back. Kabul is not in an imminent threat environment. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. They own the whole country now, the Taliban. The Taliban are now in complete control of Afghanistan. How did President Biden get this so wrong? Well, first of all, the mission hasn't failed yet. If this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? Biden, you destroyed not Afghanistan, but the world! I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. Do I bear responsibility? Zero responsibility. China is ready for friendly relations with the Taliban. The We have to ask the Taliban for permission for American citizens to leave. True or not true? They they are in control. I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than than. Uh, you're just chanting death to America. Powerful new Trump commercial. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of the Patriot Review. My apologies if you were watching the uh, preview for the upcoming documentary uh, that's coming out in September called Freedom Waning. The war has already begun. A little crash on the restream. So I had to reboot that. I'll show that preview again, that trailer again at the end. Um, however, that commercial certainly does speak the truth now, doesn't it? Some very, very terrible things happening. Um, seems like there's there's new issues every day. Um, but this also, even though it's a tragedy, everybody should know that Afghanistan is a distraction, being used as a distraction. Three news sources that I saw have reported that the Biden administration has released the names and locations of Americans outside of Kabul. So all this is obviously intentional. And, you know, it just shows the level of tyranny that America is undergoing at this time. The onslaught, the attack from all directions, critical race theory and education, Black Lives Matter, Antifa fascist, corporate fascism. Uh, you name it, it's it's happening. Property rights being attacked, etc. Uh, free speech, of course, has been under attack for quite a while now. Um, but don't take your eyes off the ball. The real ball is the election and the uh, cyber symposium that occurred uh, in August, early August, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Mike Lindell put on, showed us the true vote count and the forensic audits that are going on across the country. Arizona results a little bit delayed because of the people involved in the audit coming down with what? COVID. Yeah, you guessed it. In the meantime, we have uh, employers who are mandating, supposedly mandating shots or you lose your job. Uh, we all have people that that is affecting. And you know, my advice to those people is do not get the shot. We are seeing very severe reactions. We're seeing very severe uh, uh, long-term health conditions, and we're seeing people dying from it. The VAERS database that is the government's very own database 
is uh, up over 12,000 now, and that is in their own uh, admission between 1% and 10% of the total for the United States. Let's say that uh, worldwide it's it's millions, and the real truth is that the uh, COVID-19 was the first bioweapon that was used against us. The vaccines are the second bioweapon, uh, and there's a whole long uh, justification for me saying that. I would point you to Karen Kingston, who is on Doug Billings' website right now. She's working on getting her own uh, site going, but uh, I'll put that link in here for you. There's all kinds of slide decks and material that comes right off of the FDA website, and CDC, et cetera. So basically the government's own uh, data, uh, which really shows the truth which your media isn't covering. Uh, before we get into the show, I'm very excited to have uh, Mr. Simon Parks, who I've watched for quite a while, uh, at least you know, I've watched since the election because uh, he was putting out information regarding the fraud and everything that's been perpetrated and uh, what the potential outcome will be. So I'm going to have that interview coming up real quick here. Uh, right now, I want to go to a video. Now, I just did a uh, short Paint Your Perspective episode yesterday. If you haven't seen that, I want to show just this portion of it. You can go back and see the whole entire video on one of the channels, uh, one of the uh, sites I'm on, Rumble, CloudHub, uh, Brideon, and others. So here is just a segment of what that episode shows. I want to go into now where my knowledge lies, and that is with OSHA. Again, 30 years of dealing with and implementing uh, employee safety programs. Now, OSHA put out... A, a guidance document, an emergency standard is what they called it, for COVID-19. Nowhere in this document does it say that the employer shall mandate a shot, a vaccine, a jab. Nowhere. Nowhere in this document does it say that employees must take the vaccine if the employer mandates it. Absolutely nowhere. I will put this link in as well. Now, many years ago, OSHA put in place a standard that was uh, that is called the bloodborne pathogen standard. Now, bloodborne pathogen is a disease, so it specifically was dealing with and in reaction to HIV. Now, HIV, uh, it, um, Hepatitis, you know, hepatitis B, hepatitis C at the time that this standard was put out was basically a death sentence, you know. So compared to the, the, the comparison to COVID is very, very legitimate. Remember, 99.9% survival rate. And as a matter of fact, people 70 and over have, you know, at least a 97% survival rate. Looks like, looks more like a 98, almost a 99% survival rate. And yes, that includes the variants as well. What's actually happening is that people are filling up the hospitals, and those people are people who got the jab by a large margin is what I'm seeing. So I want to show you this. Um, this is part of the bloodborne pathogens standard. So this says uh, hepatitis B vaccine declination. And you notice that this is mandatory. Right, this says mandatory right here. Um, what this is, is you have an obligation to give people who are doing certain jobs that expose them to bloodborne pathogens 
the option option to take a vaccine for hepatitis B. Hepatitis B. So OSHA, in this long-standing standard, is saying that you, as an employee, have the right to refuse this vaccine. So obviously the precedent is there, that it's the employee's decision what they're going to put in their body. Okay, so if OSHA recognizes this, I would say that the precedent has been set. Now this is saying, this is the, the writing that that uh, is supposed to be on the, um, the sign-off sheet, basically, if somebody declines. So, you know, basically they're giving the, the person the option, and I believe in that. I mean, if you want to go ahead and get the jab and you think that, you know, I'm, I'm full of crap, go ahead and do that. That's your right. Personally, I would, I would hate to see you do that because I think that you're ending your life eventually, uh, <laughs> relatively soon. Um, but here it is, you know, in black and white. This is what OSHA actually says about bloodborne pathogens and the, per, the employee's right to refuse the vaccine. So, again, nowhere in the guidance document did OSHA say that you had to take a jab. Nowhere did they say that employers had to uh, give you a jab or mandate a jab. Further, what they did say is that if there are reactions to the jab, employers have to include it on their injury log. Okay, so the OSHA 300 log is a log that employers are required to keep. Um, and what they're saying there is that if you as an employer give somebody a jab or make, make somebody take the jab, then you are accepting the liability for doing so. So all you employers out there, I want you to know that, uh, you know, I am attempting to get the legal um the attorneys of America to take this up against you, okay? So everybody, you know, if your employers are are pushing this, there is a uh, a resource. I'm going to show you the resource here. And this is uh, a page that Aaron Kingston has on the Doug Billings website. So I'll 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 put that in there. Uh, but here are letter templates, and one of the letter templates. Uh, has to do with you know the requiring the jab and you can you can provide this to your employer um, you know they are basically accepting liability and again OSHA has mandated that they will put these reactions on on their OSHA log so let's take that a step further what does that mean if I'm the employer what it means if I'm the employer is if what I'm telling you is correct and there will be multiple deaths from this, the employer is going to be liable for those deaths. What's further, I believe the employer can be liable for what's called a willful violation under the general duty clause. The general duty clause uh, in, uh, from OSHA basically is the clause that says that employers must uh, take measures to protect their employees. So if this data is out there, the employer has to determine whether or not this hazard data is, is real. And if they determine that that hazard exists and they go and mandate 
your shot, they are basically committing what's called a willful violation. Willful violations today are subject to a $70,000 fine per occurrence. So every employee that they require get the jab is potentially $70,000 per willful violation occurrence, even if they don't have uh, a severe reaction, in my opinion. Why? Because there's plenty of data out there that says these employers should not be mandating this jab. There's plenty of reaction. Uh, when, when the swine flu happened and we had, I think, 25 uh, serious reactions to that, they stopped the immunization program. And here on the VARES website, we're already over 12,000 fatalities, and they say that's 1% to 10%. So I think that my, my whole uh, premise here is a very solid one, and I think that employers, if, if you're mandating your employees have the jab, you don't know what you're asking for because you're liable. Now that again is on episode 13 of the Patriot Perspective. You can go ahead and check that out in its entirety. Now I want to just clarify something that I had mentioned on there. Um, when I was talking about the employer doing a hazard assessment or a hazard analysis, I want to make it clear that the employer, if they say, oh, well, there's no hazard here, and they go ahead and they do the jab, and it, it doesn't exonerate them. The test is whether or not a reasonable person would know that there's a hazard there. So I want to make that part clear. And uh, also, along with any willful violation, the fact is, is that you can have criminal charges which accompany them. Now, many years ago, um, in the 90s, I believe, there was a uh, chicken plant that had the doors chained shut in a fire. And... Uh, people passed away and the uh, management were charged criminally. So, you know, the same thing can hold true with any willful uh, violation as far as OSHA is concerned. So, so again, that's episode 13 of the Patriot Perspective. You'll find that on Rumble, CloudHub, etc., etc., um, And on, of course, my website at redbloodedpatriots.com. So I encourage you to check that out now. I'm going to flip over, change gears a little bit, and talk about something a, a little more positive, and that is my guest for today, uh, Mr. Simon Parks. I mentioned at the top of the show, Simon uh, will explain what his mission is, and uh, it's it's a very noble one and helps people, so I encourage you to, to check it out, and uh, hope you enjoy this interview. If you have some comments or questions, please uh, shoot them my way. If you need any other information about Simon and his website and stuff, I'll have all that in the description so you can check that out. Today I'm very excited to have with me Mr. Simon Parks. Simon, welcome to the Patriot Review. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Hello, Jeff. Lovely to be with you and lovely to be with your audience. Well, thank you. First off, my condolences on the loss of your cat. I know that's been just a little while, but uh, I am a, a pet person myself, so I know how that can be. So let's start Thank with you. that. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, that's very kind of you. Um, that was a very special cat. All animals are special, Jeff, but yeah. that was a particularly special one. Yes, they're, they are all special, and they uh, 
they have a soul all their own. So I understand what that's like. Um, so why don't we start with this? I know, you know, my show is primarily political analysis. And I know you've been on uh, Doug Billing's show quite a few times, and I've watched those, and those are very, very interesting. But I also know that you have a mission that is uh, close to your heart, and I'd like you just to start with describing, you know, what you're all about, what you're doing. I know that you have a, a trip that you're going to make across the pond. I just tell tell uh, um, my viewers a little bit about yourself and about that. Okay, Jeff. Um, well, primarily we're talking about the Connecting Consciousness, the organization that I founded in about 2015. And I decided that um, when I heard about the changes that were projected to come along, and this is back in 2015, Jeff, and I said that the war, I called it a war, was coming and it would be in America. I didn't mean a war of bombs and bullets so much as a, a spiritual war, a patriotic war. And so I decided the best thing to do would be to create a support group for like-minded, patriotic, Christian, but not exclusively Christian, anybody actually who supported the truth, uh, that sort of movement. Um, and now we have nearly 100,000 members mostly in the English-speaking world. Wow. Uh, every, every state in America has a coordinator, and the, below him or her are sub-coordinators, and they manage the groups in their, their state. And it's a support group, so they will share links, they will meet when they're physically allowed to, and they'll do Zooms. And they will actually be a sort of a, a strong force with which we can hopefully go forward when things improve in the US, which I think, you know, we're beginning to see signs of that. It's not just about America, Jeff. Uh, we have them, we even have in Hong Kong, and I even have one member in Antarctica, which I'm very wow. proud of. <laughs> um, so that's really what I set about in 2015 to build that, and, and I've had a, a lot of help uh, from uh, people. It's a, it's a not-for-profit organization. You know, nobody's paid at the moment. And then um, very briefly, just to bring up to speed, what happened uh, about three years ago, um, somebody from Naval, Naval Intel turned up here on the doorstep and basically said to me that we don't believe in application forms. <laughs> uh, we've come to check you out and see if you're the man we think you are. And they spent about four hours here and met, uh, met the people in the household. Um, and I just gave me lots of presents. They've been on Air Force One and they gave me a, wow. a hat, you know, and all that. And, uh, and that was it, really. And it was only about, I don't know, Jeff, maybe three, four weeks later, maybe more, that uh, this person said, you know, we'd like to get you out to the United States. And that was Arizona then. So we were all set to move to AZ. Um, and then literally within a week of that offer uh, came a, a counter offer came in from, we think it was the, the CIA, we're not sure. But that was an offer to move to Washington, D.C. Um, and to work for them. And I turned that one down um, primarily because, you know, um, I much prefer to work for the American military and I don't want to, to live in a, in a city. I've lived in, in, in a big city, London, for all my life and I didn't want to do that. Anyway, then, of course, what happened was 2020, the election, President Trump decided that he would not go to Texas or uh, AZ, but he would go to Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the plans around me changed. I, I didn't have any say in this. And then the next thing I know is I'm told that, you know, I need to go to Florida. 
Wow. So uh, what we think we're going to do is we're going to be living in Florida for three months of the year, January, February, March, every year, and the rest of the time will be in Britain. So um, it allows me to you know, support my, my, my group in America and also the rest of the world. And then we've had offers to, to fund the projects. I want to put a healing center in every state of the US. Um, I want to be able to do humanitarian projects to actually help people. So it's been quite interesting and um, it wouldn't be right not to mention this little bit uh, because I know you're a patriot organization and you know, you're quite clear on your lines, but I have had what we would call UFO experiences yes. ever, since, ever since I was a young kid. And um, I know that the American military were involved at some level when I was a kid. So I'm not unknown to them. Let me put it to you That's like true. that. I'm not unknown. They've been, they've got had their eye on me for a very long time. So um, whilst this is very exciting, it's it's not hugely surprising. Um, so that's really, there's lots of other stuff, but I mean, that that's it in a nutshell, Jeff. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, just tell your audience who I am. Well, absolutely. And I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, you know, matter of fact, when you were talking about the folks on your doorstep, the first thing that came to my mind, I'm reading a book right now uh, uh, about the men in black. And uh, yeah, so uh, very interesting that you would you would describe that. Now your uh, your mission overall, I love the fact that you're you you realized a long time ago that we would be in this situation, and you're you're also um, putting connecting consciousness up as an organization to help people through this. And I have to tell you, you're looking around the world today. You're, you're right. It's definitely not just the United States. Uh, you know, what I really, uh, you know, want to hit on today is kind of the dark machine, the deep state. Uh, okay. How, how we're seeing things go down and why we're seeing it. But before I do, I want to make sure that um, we show your webpage here. And you. your webpage is, um, is a .org, correct? It's a, a not-for-profit. Not That's right. It's simonparks.org. Simonparks.org. That's simonparks, P-A-R-K-E-S, .org. So that's awesome. I, uh, I've been following you for a while, like I said, and uh, to be honest with you, you were, you're on one of the few people on the top of my list because um, – you are really dealing with the human side of things, and I think that that is really what has to be done. I know as an American, uh, you're right, I am a patriot. Matter of fact, I have my I Love 45 hat on, and <laughs> and uh, that drives people crazy, uh, of course, around here. Uh, you know, you have a lot of Trump supporters, but it, it is just about to the point where there are enough people waking up, and I, I just... I know you had a conversation with your uh, with the sheriff that you've recently had about how many people are waking up, and I would say that he was right on on that answer. And you know, uh, just the fact that there are more people, but there are still people who just don't want to believe it. And I think it's because it's a scary topic to talk about what's going on in the new world order and uh, what people are trying to do and can you tell us um, how you believe the 
how you believe that this is organized on a global scale because it's it's kind of like you're on step two of waking up. First you realize it's happening within your own political system, and then you start looking around and you say, wait a minute, you know, this is, look at Australia, for example, now. Um, so many things seem to be coordinated on the on the global level, and the attack seems to be coming uh, at a, in on us at all sides. Uh, what, what do you think that is? How, what organization or or how do how do they go about making sure that this happens on a worldwide basis? Well, Jeff, first of all, you know there are plenty of Trump supporters or, or plenty of patriots who can only go so far in the sense that they don't want to believe that some of the greatest American institutions have been infiltrated. Uh, and have been for a while. So just because someone is a Trump supporter doesn't mean that they've got the full picture. So it's not just the other side that have got to wake up. Some of our own people actually have got to um, really understand it. Uh, the key is that there's the, the media, the mainstream media have this vision. Let's talk about child trafficking. They have this vision that uh, these caravans turn up or these or beat up old boat turns up. But it's it, that's just a trick. It's a very sophisticated. There are some household names that participate in this most evil of crimes. Uh, and, and Trump knows them very well. And, and, and the, the flag officers in the Pentagon, they know them very well. And so what's happened is the cabal or the deep state, the enemy, have used their influence over many years to connect the dots uh, literally, your politicians, your your, your law side, your uh, education side, the entertainment side, every uh, organization that has influence, these bad guys have bought their way in, literally by saying, "We'll buy, we'll buy you a new wing, or we'll, you know, as a building, or we'll we'll give you this foundation or we do this and all we want in return is to put a member on your board so they mm -hmm. were doing that in the 1950s and 60s and so what's happened is that by stealth uh, good honest american organizations found themselves to be infiltrated by not just communists but people who actually uh, you can't really put a label on them they're just evil and so it's a worldwide network and that's when president trump talked about the swamp he didn't just mean washington he meant all of this spider's web of networks across the world which all came back to washington in other words they took their orders from from the deep state so that's how they've achieved it it's not a ragtag um confused operation this was a well-planned from the 1960s onwards um, you know, if they could murder uh, President Kennedy in the early 60s, mm -hmm. they must at least have been active 10 years before that. So what we've got now is a very well-oiled machine, which, frankly, only the United States military and the American people can take down. So we're watching as, um, you know, they, they start to, to ramp up more towards continuing to destroy our middle class and our small businesses by starting the conversation about restricting everything again. Uh, we're seeing even more of a militant reaction from governments like the Australian government against their own citizens. 
shooting rubber bullets at them and, and those sorts of things. Now, Australia, like the United States, uh, went through the whole BLM Antifa uh, protests and the violence. And, uh, you know, w- what I don't um, – the only conclusion I come, can come to is these people don't care if you're awake. These people are, are that evil. They're going to go through and basically – you got uh, the Biden administration. Uh, in my mind, there's no question that Joe Biden has dementia. I used to work on an Alzheimer's wing uh, when I was putting myself through college. Uh, both my parents, my dad has passed. He had dementia. My mom is going through that right now. There is no question in my mind that Joe Biden has dementia, and he is a puppet. And I, my personal belief is that Barack Obama is kind of uh, in his third term here. And the the uh, the change, the fundamental change, is is really what we're seeing. It's now exposed, and I agree with what you said that you know this is a, a worldwide organization. People have been uh, implanted into our institutions, and this is across the world, also not just the United States. Uh, I believe that uh, full full heartedly. Um, you know, and, and I think that the frustration is and why I like what you're doing with connecting consciousness and its purpose is that the people who are awake are now starting to go through this process. It's almost like the grieving process where, you know, you first you have disbelief and then you, you know, you have anger. And I, I hope to God that we don't have a violent response. But my concern is that it's looking more and more like that's what they want us to do. Um, well, I think I think that the what I'd call the white hats or the good guys, if they saw that coming, I think they would have to step in because uh, we can't have another civil war in the United States. That's not what we need. Uh, what we need are people who absolutely are clear in their mind that, that Biden uh, was forced on them. Uh, it's a great whole trick. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, they won't need, I think, to take up arms. I think what will happen is the good guys will step in. And I think what, what everyone's waiting for is what I'd call a critical mass, uh, a certain percentage or a number, fraction of Americans who suddenly say, uh, I see the truth now. Not just that the election was fake, but much more than that, that I can see that my institutions are all corrupt. I can see that most of the politicians are corrupt. And literally, to what we need is to take a wrecking ball and start building the foundations of the United States. You know, knock all the rotten brickwork down and keep all the good bricks and then rebuild up because we can't rebuild on a rotten structure. So I think. What's important is there are enough United States citizens who have come to the truth through their own research, through their own you know, soul searching. Uh, and then I think that the good guys would be ready. Because the other thing is, if somebody just charged in on a white horse with a white hat and put everything right, then there's been no effort. The, the American people wouldn't have perhaps seen yeah. what they're seeing now. So I understand that. I mean, look, just look at Afghanistan. Uh, if President Trump had been in the White House as we speak, the only difference would have been a negotiated withdrawal. 
Mm -hmm. um, Americans would still have gone, but the Taliban would have come back in about three months period and there would have been no need for an emergency evacuation. And just quickly on the Biden scenario, what's interesting is that Kamala Harris no longer wants the presidency. You see, about three, four, five months ago, she was very keen yes. to get in there, but she don't want it now. And you see them on the stage and their faces, they look like dead people because they, they know they've lost the American heart. They've lost any support from the world and they are just literally hemmed in. So she's not going anywhere. And uh, what will be very interesting is if both Biden and Harris were to resign at the same moment. God no. Um, but what we don't want is the Speaker of the House exactly. coming in exactly. under your constitution. So, you know, we'll, there I think is a process where people are understanding how the situation would work. And I don't think we're going to have to wait much longer. I really don't. I hope um, not. I don't think so. I think about about a month ago now I saw a turning point. I saw more people waking up in America who I monitor it through my network. And I, I was heartened by, I saw a dramatic shift. Hang tight right there. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Hello Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner from the Patriot Review. I would like to call your attention to the Patriot Review merch shop. You go to redbloodedpatriots.com and go to shop. You will see a listing of items that you can purchase, uh, specific Patriot Review gear, and uh, even stuff for your pets, as well as our current Communism Sucks line of items. So go ahead and check it out. I think you'll be happy with it. I've purchased some merch myself, as you can see. It's good quality stuff. I'm happy with it, and I know you will be too. Again, the Patriot Review shop is at redbloodedpatriots.com slash shop. Thank you very much, and now back to the show. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Some to hear because I've been one of those people that, uh, you know, you feel like you're on a roller coaster. You want to have hope. You want to, you want to believe. I mean, I. It's to the point where, you know, uh, going to bed. I say my prayers, and my prayer is the same old prayer. And it's like, well, hey, you know, uh, Heavenly Father, I'm just going to pray the same thing I prayed last night and every night for the past several months. It's, it almost feels like that. So, um, Kamala is interesting, though. What indications? Uh, what things made you say that she's no longer interested? Uh, because the aides around her are no longer briefing 
um, that's a British word, uh, the aides around her are no longer um, trying to get information from all the different departments in Washington. When, when a vice president is a real vice president, he or she uh, has to have or, or seeks information from every aspect so that he or she can literally take over at any moment if required. Mm -hmm. But the intel I'm receiving is that basically she's gone on a vacation. She's still on, on the job, but she's no longer interested in what is happening around DC. And that's quite classic of somebody who says, look, I'm done with this and I'm trapped. I can't resign. I don't yeah. want to be the president. So I think that's interesting. And also, if you look at the people around uh, the, the, these, these leaders, um, they're all very depressed. They're not full of energy. They're not confident. You know, but President Trump, I mean, the, the, the men and women around him were confident. Uh, and there's a big difference. And so I actually think this is a, a house of cards that's already collapsing. And, I, and I'm not just saying it. I really think that we've got a resolution fairly soon now, um, primarily because more and more Americans are uh, rejecting this uh, trickery that's being shown to them on television. Well, I pray that's true. And Kamala in particular, she didn't have enough support to even really remain in the campaign as you know, campaigning for president. And um, her continual habit of laughing at serious topics, the United States, I think most people view her as kind of a clown. You know, she she's certainly not qualified. I, I you know I don't want to be in, <laughs> insulting, but at the same time, sometimes reality is what it is, and you just call it out. Uh, now, you had made a, a comment early in our discussion about you you believe that the answer is more um, the United States military, not necessarily saying violence, but um, I think the American people. Uh, I'd be interested in what the what the uh, the Brits are looking at America and saying when they see the woke generals in our military really standing in the way of doing what's right and really trying to call the, the herd, getting rid of people who are patriots. Um, so so you, you, you believe, obviously, that they haven't won that race. Uh, you see, I, I'm going to say something very controversial, not, not, I mean, a positive controversial. Sure. I'm not convinced that Millie is the Joint Chiefs. I think it's Berger. Um, I think that Millie was head of the flag officers. I think he was, and I think he was deposed privately within, within the military. I think Marine General Berger is now the, the, the main guy, but for all intents and purposes, Millie is still the guy that rolls out because he's the only guy that will talk to Biden. He's the only guy that will stand by Biden. I don't think Millie has got any influence at all. So when he talks uh, the woke side, I think the rest of, of the Pentagon, they just roll their eyes. So I don't think he's having any effect outside of, uh, you know, Biden's uh, tea garden. I really don't. So I'm not worried about uh, I'm more concerned about the way that the media are trying to destroy the family in America. Mm -hmm. That's my concern. The, the family for me is the United States rock bed. That's what made America powerful and 
kept its connection to God and kept its connection to itself. And the bad guys know that. And that's why they're trying to undermine and destroy the family. That's why they want to bring all these drug crazed people mm-hmm. from the southern border. Um, so I'm not I'm not concerned about the military. I'm genuinely not. Uh, I don't think that Melly's got much influence in five wall. I think his influence is literally with Biden. Well, I certainly hope that's that's correct. Um, looking at Milley and, and some of the things he said and his betrayal of President Trump when he went walking to the church and that whole thing, I, I think for anybody who's, who's paying attention, um, you know, is, is rather frightening. And I, I look at, uh, you know, we talk about people waking up or not waking up, and there's a there's a there's a group of individuals in the United States I call kind of the lazy voters where they they stick to their ideology. They don't look at what's going on around them. They don't really think about the impact the person's going to have. And once they do their voting, they kind of pat their hands and move on and then forget all about it. And here we are stuck with the consequences. So, you know, I hope that uh, that you're correct and, and this thing going down. So my next question is, uh, how is it going to go down? You know, is it is it in your mind, uh, do we see... Uh, arrests and military tribunals, do the American people finally get to see justice? Or how do you think that all is going to shake out here? Well, unless the public see something in the truth, then they won't believe and nothing will change. So the only way it's going to happen uh, is the truth has got to be brought either with the help of mainstream or if mainstream don't want to play ball, then they'll have to be completely switched off and another method used to bring the truth, not just to the Americans, but to the people of the world. It's no good in fixing fixing America if the rest of the world is broken. Mm-hmm. So if we understand, and I think we all do, that unless it appears on the, the evening news, uh, people don't believe it. So, you know, people like you and me and many others have been telling the truth now for months, mm-hmm. many of us for years, and it doesn't reach the vast majority of people because the vast majority of people have been programmed since childhood to only watch the accepted official news. So it means that truth has got to get on there. So maybe there are confessions that people have you know, read out that have been filmed that they need to go on there. Maybe evidence through court has to be shown. Maybe we're all going to be really surprised when the Supreme Court actually does do the right thing and make some decisions. Maybe we're going to be completely um, blown away by the official release coming from AZ regarding the audit, maybe from Georgia, maybe from Pennsylvania, maybe, that's what it's going to take something on the official news and if the official news don't play ball then i promise you that there are things in place which will ensure the truth reaches the people that has to because unless you present a people with the truth how can you expect them to make the right decision if you are only given three cards from a deck of 50 you can't know what the rest of the cards are. So I think what's good to happen, and everyone I believe knows this, that the truth has to come out, but not so it sickens people and traumatizes them and and, and 
destroys their love of America, but is done in a way that builds their love for America, but but builds their understanding that certain individuals have lied to them. Mm -hmm. That's the key. There's nothing wrong with America. There's everything wrong with greed and avarice and satanic religion. That's what we're talking about here, the Satanists. There's uh -huh. a small group of people uh, who are rotten to the core, but once you get rid of them, you can have America back and it will be even better than it was before. That's the truth. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you know, as President Reagan said, that there, there's a point in every generation where you have to fight for freedom. And I think that Americans and other countries, other the citizens of other countries, have kind of taken their freedoms for granted, and and we're we're being confronted with, well, you know, look at look at uh, look at how you, the freedoms that you had or have are being attacked. What happens if you lose them? So, uh, so I think more and more people are waking up. I agree with your comment on the Supreme Court. I, they scare me because they're they seem to be adrift, and I don't know if somebody has gotten to them. Um, but I hope one of the best things. I don't know if you you watched any part of uh, Mike Lindell's cyber symposium. Um, spend some time on frankspeech.com and and. You know, I watched that actually more than once, um, and people are, are are being revived, kind of, and you see more people getting involved, more people going to uh, school board meetings and those sorts of things. But I, I think the next step is for people to really uh, admit to themselves and, and, and connect the dots here that all these things aren't just happening in a vacuum. They are all related, and they all have the same end objective, and they're attacking the family, as you said. You know, yeah. they're attacking all aspects of what makes Western civilization, I think. And and uh, so that, that part's all scary. But one of the best things that I heard that whole three days was, you know, we, we shouldn't just tell our politicians to do their job. Just tell them, don't do your job, do your duty. And... You know, I, I think that that sense of duty is something that we need to recapture, not only, you know, pointing the finger at politicians around the world, but also pointing the finger back at yourself and becoming involved. And I want to, I've told people a number of times on my show, you know, uh, get involved at the local level, run for office, you know, you can have an, uh, an impact at that level, and that in turn has an impact on state and national levels. Um, do you agree with that, or do you think that at this point the individual uh, ha will have a really hard time making a difference? I think both both points are correct. And you talked about Mike Lindell, um, and what's not widely understood is that uh, he is a very clever man, and uh, far from it looking as if it was a little bit muddled or a bit confused, those three days were actually excellent. And I want to share something with the audience that um, it was well known by the White Hats that the symposium would be cyber attacked. Mm -hmm. And so what literally happened, we can talk about it now because it's all a done deal. Uh, traps were laid. There were two teams around Lindell and we've got the special team called the Red Team. 
after the red colored tie uh, and the ordinary team and the red team were there to check on the other team and what was found was one person a cyber security guy was actually in real time trying to undermine the symposium while he was there so he was tracked by the red team now also there were two eyes in the sky that the um, military had put up not AWACS but the other ones which uh, can pick up communications in a different way and they were looking to see where the hackers were whereabouts in the globe and what servers they were using so it was all traced back and within about 12 hours the whole of this attack network had been uh, course, it was a big sting operation. So well done to Mike and well done to the military. Uh, it's not widely understood that it, it really uh, rounded up a number of people who were annoying uh, and were also attacking the quantum financial system, the new financial reset from the White Hats that's on its way. These are the same sort of people. So, so that was excellent and that was done. Um, and I think that that a lot of uh, what we are seeing playing out is not just for the American people audience, it's actually to draw the bad guys in and surround them. And time and time again, we've had two situations. There's Nashville, which was just before Christmas gone, the explosion in Nashville, and then we had the building collapse in Florida. Um, two key, key moments in, uh, in, in American history, which are just not covered <laughs> yeah. because yeah because the, the, it's so secret that it's not been covered and, and it will come out at some time. And so, share, share what those locations were all about. Um, well, Florida, Florida, you see, because that's where the real president of the United States is based and the real White House is, uh, it was infiltrated by the, the dark guys immediately. So the evil side wanted to get into Florida in some shape or form because that's where the, the home of, of, of the real president was. Now, there are a number of tunnels uh, in every state. There are mm -hmm. deep underground bases. Some are um, you know, operational, some many are not. But there were a, a, a little base that had to be taken out. And that happened in Florida. In Nashville, uh, I got the call the day before, not because I was going there, but telling me there was going to be uh, white hat action in Nashville. I know that the, the, the satanic forces also managed to intercept and they were trying to pull their people out. But what was really exciting was that a space weapon, the good guys used a space weapon at Nashville. It was not an explosive device in a, in a, in a truck. It was something much more advanced. And that was done as a direct warning to, to the deep state that we have this weapon. And then when the ever given, that evergreen big cargo ship uh, was hijacked by the White Hats and forced to crash in the canal, and then American Marines and Russian troops working together, that's what's so wonderful here, boarded that ship and the weaponry they took off, which was going to be you know, given out to uh, Antifa and BLM um, to, to cause problems. That was all captured, as were some other uh, reasonably advanced weaponry. So the good guys are winning the war, as far as I'm concerned, at that level. Where we need more help is is the domestic side. It's the, the, the mainstream media. It's the uh, local governments. It's the state level. 
it's all of the organizations that have been asleep since the 1950s and that's where we need the help now and that's why i think it's important that all americans and you made the word get back involved in the decision making process and i i i'm you know i'm an older person and i can remember watching tv and seeing films from the 1950s and and you may laugh and joke but the idealized american family actually did unpaid work in a number of organizations which held america together right held america together and what's happened is with busy lives americans have pulled out of it and said i can't i haven't got the time i'm too busy uh, i've got a mortgage i've got this i got that and so what happened is that paid professionals came in and they run everything remotely so you look at some of your election boards these guys don't even know the powers they've got they they're so used to just deciding where the next mailbox will go that's where they argue they argue for 10 hours if we could put a mailbox at the end of this block or not yeah. and you suddenly turn around and say to them i think you need to challenge the federal government well they've never done it and they go to pieces that's why we need fresh blood as we say in great britain we need new people new americans to go in and say i'm not frightened to fight for the truth yeah and that's I mean, why yeah. that's what we're seeing that's what i believe we're seeing in america i think it's coming good yeah I, I agree with that and i think that uh you're correct on people not knowing exactly what authorities they have in these, these elected offices and uh, even some appointed positions i would say that the greatest uh, um Evidence of that is the fact that sheriffs are the number one law enforcement officer in the state. They're elected by the people, yet we haven't seen sheriffs on a whole, on, on the large part, exercise their, their actual uh, law enforcement uh, powers. For example, um, a, a mayor cannot tell a sheriff what to do. Uh, a sheriff could step in, actually and do something about mayors that are not following constitutional law and violating civil rights and so on. So, you know, I, I, I've kind of been in the sidelines thinking that, you know, why doesn't, why doesn't that group really stand up more and, and do that in response to BLM and Antifa in particular? Um, but we could talk all day about that. But um, BLM and Antifa in particular, I think, w were a a test as to what the American people would tolerate. And um, do you expect that they will they will be back doing the same things uh, as situations get more desperate? Or what do you think about their their function going forward? Well, let's just go back a little bit. One of the reasons that sheriffs didn't take action against state governors, and these are democratic governors, was because what wasn't clearly known was how many city police the, the, the governor could call on. And the last thing the White Hats wanted was a gun battle mm -hmm. between corrupt state police or city police, I should say, um, and sheriffs. What the sheriffs have been doing, uh, and I you know, talk to Sheriff Mack and I do mm -hmm. a, a radio show twice a, twice a month with him because he's such a good guy. Um, the sheriffs are recruiting uh, good American patriots and I know that there have been a number of very helpful uh, in secret meetings in many parts of the United States that, that have been taking place. And it is the sheriffs who have been bodyguarding 
these audience members or members of this meeting and providing all of the transport. So the sheriffs are heavily involved, but not in the public eye. So the sheriffs, I can assure you, are very true, doing what they need to do. Um, the last thing anybody wants is, is a conflict mm -hmm. between law enforcement, but no one's got a problem with a conflict between law enforcement and rioters. So you're talking about BLM or Antifa. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that um, that if the evil side have got any money money left, and they are becoming short of money, they will pay people as they've always done to, to burn houses, trash stores and do what they can do. The difference is that the American people aren't going to stand for it anymore. If it does kick off again, you'll find the American people demanding uh, immediate, harsh, physical retaliation. The first time it happened, everyone was in shock and the media kept saying that it's no riot. It's just a peaceful demonstration. Yeah. Now, people have got had the hang of that now. So they don't trust the media at all now. So if Antifa or BLM are paid to cause more problems, you'll find law enforcement coming in simply because if they don't, they know that homesteaders will arm themselves and protect themselves. So they can't have the citizenry against this mob. So I, I'm not worried. Uh, there'll be places like Seattle. There'll be there'll be a number of places that, that saw problems. But I don't think I mean, even in, in Arizona, there was a problem, mm -hmm. Phoenix. But I, I just don't believe it will be as bad again because the public won't tolerate it this time. People were in a daze. The first time round, people seem to be sleepwalking. Uh, we've got much less sleepwalkers now. Yeah, I, I would like to just take a quick break here. Now we have about 20 minutes left in this interview. Please stay tuned. It's uh, it's very good. The ending is very good as well. Um, as long as we're talking about uh, BLM Antifa, I want to remind you that Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, his, his trial be, will be coming up soon. You can donate to, to his fund. I will put an address for that, a link in uh, the description below. But uh, this young man, after you review the footio, footage, was obviously defending himself, and uh, as is typical, along with the same type of treatment to the political prisoners after January 6th, uh, you know, Kyle is being held more because of his beliefs than because of his actions, uh, particularly when you look at the video, the evidence is obviously self-defense. So I'll put that link down below. And when we come back, we'll have the last 20 minutes with Simon. Hello, Patriots. It's Jeff Wagner of the Patriot Review. I have a platform for you I want to call your attention to. It is called rightonly.net. And as it states, it's for the right only. The leftist Marxist Trolls and bots will be booted from this platform. You, on the other hand, will have a voice. You will not be censored. For all of us who've suffered through the past year or so of the leftist Marxist BS on Facebook and YouTube, this is very welcome indeed. Check it out, rightonly.net. By the way, they are not paying me to do this. Check it out.
Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. I mean, uh, one of the cases that I'm following is the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which is the 17-year-old in Kenosha. Um, I'd love to have his mom on talk about what happened to him. I mean, he's really, uh, in my mind, he was a patriot. He, he uh, obviously was self-defense, in my opinion. You look at the, the video from all that. So, you know, I, I think you're right. I think more Americans uh, are going to step up and say something if anything like that should happen again. Let's turn away a little bit from America sure. and talk about what what you think, what your vision is about what's going to happen in some of these other uh, Western civilization countries like Australia and um, and uh, Canada, for example, where getting people's houses raided and, and that sort of thing. Do you see the same kind of response uh, uh, elevating in those those countries or? What are you being told there? Well, the, the point about Australia, first of all, is the Australian military is very close to the American military. They're incredibly close. Um, Australia's number one best friend is America, and its second best friend is Britain. But it is Australia and America who are very, very operational, uh, jointly connected. There are some secret uh, military facilities that are only in Australia that are American owned and America wouldn't put them anywhere else. There are two countries America really trusts and that's Britain and Australia. So um, I can assure you that, that the good guys are not going to allow the elected politicians of Australia to go beyond a certain mark. Now, what's interesting is that Canada to a lesser extent, but certainly Australia and New Zealand uh, are part of the British Commonwealth. Um, now, we've used the word Commonwealth, and of course, that should get all your flags up and, mm. and running. But when we talk about the British Commonwealth, we talk about a political control that Britain nominally can use over these countries. Well, my understanding is that that's now been um, let go. And so what I would like to see, whoever comes back, uh, and I hope it's President Trump, but whoever comes back in the next few months to run the United States officially uh, could also be asked to uh, oversee Australia and New Zealand, because with no Commonwealth, uh, then those countries are truly republics uh, and you know, don't have a queen over them. So I'm not worried about, I was more worried about New Zealand than I was Australia. The country I'm most worried about on your borders is Canada. That's the country I've got concern with because its current political leadership are up to their elbows in evil. Yeah, I think that's pretty apparent. They were really among the first of the countries to really get um, aggressive and to to really violate the civil rights of their own citizens so have to have to agree with you on that one now the other the other big problem that that i see you know is the uh 
the refugees and bringing in extremism and really going to uh, you know the blue green uh, team, if you will, the the far left with the Islamists. And I I know you've seen in the UK you've seen how that has impacted your country. Uh, UK like America we have uh, the no go zones and the the forced application of Sharia. Um, you know, and I bring this up because what we're witnessing in Afghanistan is here you have uh, thousands of military-aged men coming into the United States before our own citizens and military come in. And uh, what kind of impact do you see that whole refugee uh, shift uh, having on the countries of the world and, and the battle that we have in front of us? Well, first of all, I don't see these refugees, these children and these women as the criminals. I see these children and the women as uh, pawns in a game. I see them being either threatened or given money and told if they move across. Uh, some of them are coming from, you know, not just Mexico. They're coming from right down in South America. Mm-hmm. Some are coming from other countries as well. So what I think we're really interested in are the, the barons, as we say, the, 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 the guys who are organizing it, not the gang guys, the much higher up. Germany took one million mm-hmm. people, one million who don't speak German, who don't dress like the Germans, look very different. How are you going to educate them? How are you going to yeah. give them food? How are you going to give them houses? Where are you going to find the jobs? And if you do that, what happens to the German people who live there and born? So the same problem is in America, because if you bring in uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are not, you know, they are illegals and will work for half the wage rate, half the salary, Mm -hmm. because they're illegal. And you're going to find a lot of corrupt bosses who don't want to recruit a patriot and pay the proper wage they want to get somebody who will do the job rubbish but for half price so what i'm saying is that it's going to reach a point where there'll be a massive kickback uh, you know you, you can't go to places like texas and arizona without a real feeling now that everybody's watching the border now they don't feel like that in new york they don't feel like that in, in seattle but mm-hmm. there's going to come a point when they will, because they'll see um, not just that, Jeff, but all of the, the, the drug gangs being released from democratic prisons, yeah. with governor giving them free parole. Um, and I think that uh, it's not impossible to, to, to round them up quickly. But I tell you what, when, when you guys get a, a hand back on it, it's going to take six months to clean these people up because they're going to go to ground. Sure. Um, and there's going to be a lot of damage done by it. It's not irreparable, but but the longer it goes on, the harder it is. And and I don't want to be I don't want to scare people, but you know if I had young children uh, and they got to go to school, I wouldn't be letting them go to school on their own now. I wouldn't hmm. be taking them because I no longer know whether law enforcement has got enough cops on the ground um, to protect me and my family because some communist governor has decided to cut the police budget by 20 percent 
you know, a couple things there. People coming across the southern border, um, you know, I understand that a lot of them want a better life and, and that sort of thing. But uh, following the law is always a good idea. And I believe every country has a right to be sovereign and and control that. And I guess I'm more concerned with the radical Islamists, the, the people who not only want to do America harm, but wipe Israel off the map and destroy America after that, and the, the caliphate and the whole the whole apocalyptic mission that they're on. Um, you know, which is which is probably a topic for another day. We could talk forever about that topic alone. Um, I think the the last question I have for you, because believe it or not, our hour is winding up already. Uh, so when when we talk about timing and i know you like many people don't like saying hey it's going to happen at the end of this month and that sort of thing um first of all when it does happen what do you think the likelihood is that it it is a president donald trump that's going back and taking the reins of control over again that's a much harder question than perhaps you appreciate because he is, excuse me, he is the legitimate president because he was elected officially. But we are moving into a new world. And I don't mean the world of the evil people. We're moving into a new world. We have a new financial system, which is just on the verge of completely altering many aspects of what what we know and, and have grown up with. And it may be that President Trump um, comes back after a military intervention, after a military period of cleaning up, is you cannot hand a country back to a civilian leadership if it's still damaged. So you have to have something to hand back to the, 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 the correct civilian leadership. So it might be that President Trump <clears throat> sort of has a different title. So when you I know that. Yeah. So, so when you say uh, reset, uh, one thing that I get into discussions about with people, uh, friends of mine, is just that um, what I would like to see happen is that the United States be restored to what it was originally intended to be, and to be to be a not a corporation, not the U.S. corporation, but to, to uh, go back on a, a financial system that is backed by uh, something that's just not paper and faith. Um, but in a broader sense than that, to restore the Constitution and the powers that the federal government has that are directly given in the Constitution and nothing more. Um, that that kind of reset. Okay. Well, you're talking about prior to 1878. You're talking yes. about the true republic. Um what I can tell you is that the rules or laws have already been rewritten, ready to be presented when that time comes along. So whether President Trump comes back as the 19th president or whether he has a <clears throat> a completely different title, that I don't know. But what I do know is that he is and has worked very much hand in glove with this new financial situation. Look, in 2016, uh, when you know it was very clear that the President Trump was on a roll, 
Hillary Clinton's team, the same people that pulled this trick, tried it then, mm. but they didn't have enough corruption at that time. And so although they swung a lot of votes away from Trump, Trump's popularity defeated them. So this time around in 2020, they made sure uh, and they had literally millions of, of, of fake votes ready to roll in. Now, Trump's not a fool and the people around him are not a fool. So they saw this coming. So don't imagine that he just sat back and said, well, I don't know what to do. He he planned and he organized. So that's why we have to have confidence. And I always used to say to people, don't trust the plan, trust the man. Because it, it's mm -hmm. a bit condescending to say, just trust the plan. That's what military do. But then they're all the military and they do what they're told. But the public are not military and they question as troubled civilians. They always ask questions. So we need to trust the man. And, you know, he's not stupid. Therefore, he must be clever. And if he's clever, he's a good chess player. That is what's taking place now. It's a game of chess. So you're right. I'm not going to give you a date simply because, and this is, sounds a bit strange, but they, even the good guys don't have a date. What they have is a checklist from A to Z. And they know they've got to tick off Z before they can do what you and your audience and I want. But what happens if they get down to, I don't know, the letter W, and when they put that into action, there's a great kickback from the bad side. So they have to put the checklist down and they have to go and deal with that problem. And only when they've dealt with that problem, Jeff, can they pick their list up. So this is what's causing this delay and delay and delay. So it's not about let's have it in September or let's have it this date or that date. It's when the checklist has finally been completed, then we can do it. So I know it's coming. But we don't know when it's coming because we don't know when the final part of that checklist will be completed. What we can say is that that the bad guys, they even know they can't overstep the mark because they know that if they push too far, they will get a bloody nose. Yeah, and I... so it's a very careful game of chess going on. And it's frustrating. It is. You know, you know I'm in Britain. I love America. Um and I know how frustrating it is because we want this done yesterday. Because mm -hmm. people are saying, well, why can't we just go in and sort it out? Why can't it just be done? Because the depth of evil is greater than most people appreciate. I don't understand how deep evil is in the United States of America. And what's occurring behind the scenes is they're cleansing and burning out of all of this evil cancer. That's what's going on. That's why it's important that whether you're, you're a Muslim, whether you're a Christian, if you believe in God, then you cannot believe in these evil people. It's as simple as that. If you believe in God, you can't believe in the evil side. And yeah. so it doesn't matter what, what faith you are. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. If you're a, a patriot, then you've got to decide which side of the, the railroad lines you're on and you've got to stay there and you've got to be strong because there's more coming. Um, but I think that the American people are strong, are stronger than than the world thinks. And, uh, you know, you guys proved that in two two world wars. And you, you, you proved it at the Battle of the Bulge when the Americans uh, were supposed to collapse and the Germans were supposed to push right through. Didn't and the Americans held on. So I think you've got your own Battle of the Bulge coming. And I think the Americans are going to be very proud of who they are and what they are. So, 
yes, it's difficult, but I, I'm I'm not despondent. I'm actually quite hopeful for the future, Jeff. Well, that's good, and I, and I am as well. I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's kind of a roller coaster ride based on what's happening, current events, and those sorts of things. But you're absolutely absolutely correct. Trust the man, and uh, above all, uh, faith in God and faith in yeah. uh, leaving it in God's hands, no matter what your religion is. I think is is the answer that gives me uh more personal personally gives me more strength to, to to continue and to see what's happening and and try to understand the timing of it all and that things aren't just going to happen overnight um i would love to uh simon uh first of all i i think i probably appear on yet another list by talking to you but it's it's well worth it i had a, a great time talking with you about all this stuff i know we could we could. Uh, I wish we we had more time in this show because I'd like to go into the financial aspects of it uh, as well. So perhaps somewhere down the road we can have another conversation and really talk about that because I think a lot of people. Uh, I've heard you talk about it before, but I think a lot of people don't understand what that really entails and what that really means for them. So I'd love to have you back one more time if you want. Please share your closing thoughts and then share your website again so people can find you on the Internet, please. Thank you. I mean, if your audience message you and they say they've enjoyed this interview, then invite me back. If the audience say to you they found it very boring and they didn't like it, don't invite me back. <laughs> um, it's simonparks.org. Um, and, you know, um, it's, you can join my organization, Connecting Consciousness, and it's free. You don't pay to join my organization because I never wanted to mix money with a spiritual choice. So you go onto my website, you'll see the infinity symbol, which is the sign of eight, which was created by by Becky. She she drew that. She created our, our logo and you put your cursor, you put your arrow on the earth as a heart. You click that and basically you can go to an application form and you can join. And the reality here is that you don't have to pay to join. So we don't mix money with spirituality, because otherwise, let's just say it was 10 bucks to join my organization. How much how much is spirituality? Oh, it's 10 is 10 bucks. So I don't want any of that because you can't put a limit on spirituality. Listen, I'd love to see you, Jeff. Uh, let's do it again. If your audience like it, God bless to you. God bless to your audience uh, and literally God bless to America. America is a God given chosen country it is a special country that's why you've got guns that's why you've got the constitution that's why you've got this wonderful aspect about yourselves so it's worth fighting for so well, speeches well yeah thank you very much simon I, the last thing i would like to say is that if it weren't for the second amendment amendment right now america would be australia uh i think yeah. we would be seeing uh, much more uh interference so simon god bless uh, I haven't met Becky, but say hi to Becky. I, I've exchanged some emails. Uh, God bless you for your work and helping people. Uh, I think, again, people go to simonparks.org. Check it out. He's got a, You also have a lot of videos, and you're, you're covering several different topics and conversation. Those are all very worthwhile, folks. Check that out, please. Simon, thanks again, and God bless. And you. Take care. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Simon is is one of my favorites because he's always positive and he he always ends up leaving you with hope. So 
he's one of the good guys for sure. And again, I encourage you to check out his website. Uh, it began the show talking about uh, COVID, and I would like to just touch on that before the end. Um, if you haven't gotten up and got gotten active yet, uh, I encourage you to go through the links that I have uh, on the bottom of this show. Once I uh, update the descriptions and get everything all settled, should be by the end of t- tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, all those links will be there. Everything will be posted. I encourage you to go check those out. Um, I had said that I would show a trailer. This is actually the opening credits uh, of the upcoming documentary, uh, Freedom Waning, The War Has Already Begun. I'm going to show this on the way out. Um, Talk to you next week. Uh, I may have some more episodes of The Patriot Perspective this week. There's a lot going on, especially with uh, Arizona Audit and uh, taking a look more closely at the election results. So that's highly likely I'll have something out. And then, again, there's always next Sunday, 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Come back and join me, please. I appreciate it very much. We'll see you next time. the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. In that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's old, old age dream 
the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the anti-heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course.